Welcome to the Naturopathic Life and Living Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Francis, where I'm going to be talking about all kinds of things underneath the sun, everything that has to do with life, living, and your healthcare. Okay, so projection and perception, what are they? I mean, seriously, what's the difference between seeing something in somebody else that's actually there and seeing something from yourself in somebody else that's not there? Mm, That's the dilemma, isn't it? Today, that's what I want to be talking about projection and perception. Yeah, both words kind of sound the same. They kind of can mean the same in a way, depending on who's judging you, right? So it's kind of like the a similar kind of topic with judgments and observations, right? Are you observing something that you're witnessing is there or are you making a judgment about it? See, I know a lot of times I make observations about things, but people accuse me of making judgments about something. If I'm pointing out something that is, if anybody is just pointing out something that is and there's no feeling behind it, there's no meaning behind it, there's no accusations underneath it about you should or you shouldn't or something like that, well, then that's not a judgment. It's just an observation. The stoplight is red. That's an observation. It's not a judgment. It's not me making some kind of an opinion about the way that I think positively or negatively about the stoplight being red. It's just an observation. This is this, period, simple. It's easy to state. So the problem is when we come into personal dynamics with character and character flaws and aspects of ourself that maybe we've been accused of as being little because that's just the way that our relatives said that we were behaving or whatever. And then we don't think that that's who we are. And then somebody else, when we're an adult, says that that's who they are. Well, then that causes a red flag. That's a trigger. It causes that person to get really upset and frustrated and mad and yelling at you or telling you, you don't know what you're talking about or whatever, however you want to say that. Yeah, they're going to take that as a judgment because why? Because when they were told that that's who they were, that that's who they were representing as while growing up, there was a judgment involved in it. So then when they get accused of being told that they are, when somebody else points out the observation of that labeling of a certain behavior or energy or aspect of their personality, who they are, what they're being or what they're doing, and it's the same thing that they fought against an adult relative to as a child, well then, yeah, yeah. And in a way, is the thing that they're saying true? I mean, if, even if it is a judgment, even if it is an opinion, that's their opinion. Unless you actually believe in the core of who you are that what they're saying actually has truth to it and you feel bad about it, well then you're not going to be affected by it. It's not going to make a difference. If somebody tells you something about yourself and then it hurts your feelings that you know that that's your reality, well then yeah, you're going to be offended by it because you believe it, because you know it's true, because you believe that you have guilt over it or bad feelings or insecurities or whatever. Why? Because somebody else told you that that's who you were and it made you feel bad about yourself because they wanted you to feel bad about yourself for having that kind of characteristic. And why? Well, probably because if it's your parent, then they have that same aspect to who they are. And they were accused of it being a bad thing when they were little. So when your parents were little, they were taught that that type of behavior option, characteristic, whatever you want to call it, they were taught that that was a bad thing to represent and to show people that part of themselves. They were taught through negative feedback that they were not allowed to possess, to be, to act like, to however you want to say it, that thing. This is how we have these perpetual problems and crap that goes down from our environment down to the next generation just fucks up each generation afterwards. And why? Because it's the environment. And what is that? So nature versus nurture. What is this? Nurture is when somebody is doing something, they get told it means this, it alters who they are. The person changes their perception of themselves because of something that they were told. Something from their environment 
event had some kind of a power to it that altered them enough that it changes who they are on the cellular level. Okay, that is nurture. And it's not very nurturing, but nurture just means the way that your caregivers are taking care of you. Okay, it doesn't have to be a positive thing, could be a negative thing. It just is. Nurture is the way that you are fueled in your environment. Okay, that's like the present acting in your life right now, the way things are happening. Okay, so nature is when that thing that you get told, you change who you are because of it. And then it alters your genetic expression. It alters your DNA. It blocks certain parts of your natural life force from flowing. It interferes with your metabolism. It interferes with your expression of self. It interferes with your replication of your cells because you don't have the proper nutrition because there's an emotional blockage because all of those neurotransmitters are in the way. And then all of the toxins from the metabolism of things happening in your body, all of the respiration of the cells can't leave. So then that CO2 can't get exhaled out, right? So it's this whole biological, physiological process. Once that happens and you have your genetic expression changed, that becomes nature. Because why? Because that becomes part of who you are. And then when you go and have kids, what does that mean? It means that they are going to get whoever you are in the moment, regenerative cells start becoming. So that means that yourself has been altered because of something that happened. And then when it goes through the genetic line, those alterations have changed genetic expression, which means now there's a mutation because of something that happened in their life. So a certain kind of survival skill that somebody learned, and maybe it was a bullshit lesson. Maybe it wasn't true. Maybe it was just based on somebody else's insecurities and bullshit and all their crap, but it doesn't matter. It's still altered who you were on the genetic level. It still alters who you were on the cellular level at the nucleus, at the base of the cell. It changed the way that certain proteins are getting processed. It changed the genetic expression. It's turned off or possibly for some kind of process that isn't beneficial, it's turned on that thing. So like maybe an autoimmune disease kicked in because of all the stress that you're under. And then that makes your future kids more prone to autoimmune diseases because it's part of their DNA now because it's altered in you, which is why we need to clear our stuff out. We need to take care of our issues. We need to deal with our problems so that way we're not passing on that stuff to our kids because that is nature. That is your DNA. And that doesn't have to be that way. We can flip it off. We can flip it on. That's epigenetics. Okay. That's the field of epigenetics. So some people are more susceptible. I mean, have you been a part of or known of families where everybody has the same poor health condition? It's like, okay, well, if every member of the family has it, or basically every member of the family has it, then why do they have it? Do they have it because of their environment? Because everybody eats the same bad foods all the time. And so they're not getting the proper nutrition that they need. Therefore, their bodies are compromised all in the same way because they all have the same diet. So then share the same kind of nurturing. Or is it because their ancestor, they're all siblings, and one of their parents had some kind of a genetic expression alteration, and the kids all got it when they were born. Then you end up with risk factors, right? Because if you have the propensity for a certain condition, then you have those risk factors that are flipping the switch, turning it on to activate it. Well, some things we don't really want to have the switch turned on. We don't want activated. So that's why we stay away from those triggers. Or we stay away from those risk factors, like smoking cigarettes. The inhalation of all of those toxins is so very detrimental to so many aspects of things in the body. Not to mention, even if the only thing you're talking about is a mucosal membrane that it has to bypass as it's going down your throat and as it's going into the lungs and it's burning everything, it's killing everything, it's causing that tissue to have to toughen up and it becomes more like outer skin instead of the softer wet stuff on the inside, which then just causes problems because that's not the right kind of tissue that's supposed to be in the body in that location, right? So then that causes changes and it causes problems and then people have conditions and then they end up with cancer because their cells there 
there that aren't supposed to be there. And it's this big, huge, dynamic problem. They're basically the same thing. They both alter your DNA. They both change who you are on the cellular level, right? The difference is, is that nature is what you're born with because your ancestors had an environment that changed who they were and it changed their DNA. So now your DNA has changed. Nurture is what's happening currently in your life, in your environment that ends up becoming your descendants DNA. So how does any of this have anything to do with judgments or observations or projections and perceptions? So if I'm sitting here and I'm perceiving something, that means I'm witnessing something, right? I'm, I'm taking it in. I'm seeing what's happening in front of me. I'm understanding what's going on. Okay. That just is. But a projection is when instead of somebody being able to acknowledge something within themselves, a certain quality in themselves that they don't like, they'll accuse somebody else of having that quality. And maybe all it is, is a misunderstanding about the judgment of that quality and the meaning behind what that quality means. For example, I was dating two different guys at the same time. My ex found out about it because I told him because we were still talking because we had kids together. And so he told me I was a whore because I was dating two different people at the same time. Well, that's kind of interesting because this was coming from a guy who dated multiple people at the same time. The only problem is when he was doing it with me, I didn't know he was with other people. So that seems like a double standard there with a big, huge judgment on there. But the people that I was dating, both of them knew that I was dating somebody else. So my ex was accusing me of something that was a derogatory term that was supposed to make me feel bad about myself. However, I didn't claim that definition. I didn't claim and I didn't accept his judgment of me. I didn't accept that. So for him, maybe that was an observation because to him, he was taught that a woman is dating two men. You know, this ugly connotation of a word needs to be used to describe her and her behavior. Now, I get that and I understand that. But I also understand that many people that he dated, he cheated on. He dated multiple people at the same time without the main person knowing that he was doing it. So in essence, when he saw my behavior, when he knew what was going on with me, when I told him the choices and the actions that I was making, because I was telling him dynamics about something that was going on because we were still in communication, he had a judgment about it. He he had an insecurity about it. Why? Well, maybe because I was being open and honest about the fact that that's what I was doing and those are the choices that I made. And then that just didn't sit well with him. And then maybe it gave him some insecurity because when he did that to me, he wasn't capable of being honest about it because he couldn't actually voice what he wanted to do for himself. Why? Well, maybe because he learned when he was younger that that's just not appropriate and it's not the thing to do. But because he wanted to do it, he just hid it and pretended he wasn't so then he could live in denial. So was he making an observation about me or was he judging me? Nah, he was judging me. Why? Because he had feelings involved with what it meant to be able to call me that. He wasn't just pointing something out. He was using a label. He was using a term that has a social meaning behind it as something that's bad and that nobody wants to actually claim as something to feel good about being or doing. That was a judgment. An observation would have been simply stating that I was dating two people at the same time. I was dating two people simultaneously, however you want to word that. I had two different boyfriends at the same time. That's an observation. That's an awareness of something that is. There's no feelings behind it. There's no insecurity. There's no fear. There's no, you know, whatever behind it. It's just an observation. It just is. Projection, same kind of thing. Perception, hmm, I perceive this. I see this. I'm aware of what's happening. That's a perception. A projection, it's like projecting your voice, right? It starts in one place. So that 
way I can end up somewhere else. You want somebody else to be able to hear you. So you project your voice. You throw something of yourself over onto somebody else. So when we're talking about it in a social situation or a relationship dynamic and you're projecting something onto somebody else, that means that there's a quality of yourself that maybe is something you don't really want to see that you actually have in yourself. And it makes you uncomfortable when you witness that same kind of behavior in somebody else. And so instead of being able to acknowledge, oh yeah, there's this thing that I do that I'm not really proud of. And maybe it's because, you know, when I was little, I got yelled at for it, even though there's nothing wrong with it. But I was taught to have bad feelings about myself because of it, because of my caregiver's opinions and things like that. So then rather than just perceiving something, making an observation about it, having an awareness that this is something that you do as well, you project onto them the crap that was projected onto you when you did that behavior in the past. So then rather than looking at the self and saying, hey, look, wow, I see what they're doing. I know that's a quality that I do. I'm kind of conflicted because I'm not really sure how to feel about that because when I did it, I didn't think it was a problem with it when I did it. But then when I was judged for doing it, I was made to feel bad about it. I was shamed or, you know, supposed to have guilt or, you know, whatever. And so then that is uncomfortable and people don't want to accept that and claim that. So then they project it onto the other person. So then when they witness somebody doing something that they got in trouble for and were shamed for and guilted over, then they project that guilt and that shame onto the new person. So then that new person, if they have had any kind of experience with similar kind of things where they have any amount of guilt or shame or feeling bad or whatever about that specific behavior, then they'll accept that projection. And then that changes them on the inside because their environment, which is where you're talking to them from, right? Their environment tells them, hey, look, this is who you are. They feel bad about it. They interrupt the natural flow of the nutrients going into their body and then the toxins coming out of their body. So that way we have cellular metabolism, right? So then that is another aspect of nurture, right? It's the way that our environment is taking care of us, right? So then that changes who we are. So then we end up suppressing ourselves. We end up with sicknesses. We end up with diseases. We end up with all kinds of problems that ultimately can end up in cancer and death. And so rather than screwing yourself over like that and accepting the bullshit projections of other people making judgments about your behavior because they were judged when they behaved that way, instead of doing all of that crazy stuff, just breathe, sit with yourself, contemplate it really look at yourself, feel where you are, recognize those emotions, recognize the environment, recognize what's happening. If your environment is not something that's healthy for you, change it. Stop accepting those projections. Protect yourself. And if that means leave the situation and leave the person with that relationship, then then that's what you have to do. That's what you have to do to be able to take care of yourself because epigenetics means that you can change who you are with all this crap in your environment from a negative way? Sure, yeah. But it also means that you can turn around. You can turn around those epigenetics. You can turn around your genetics. You can say, you know what? Instead of this switch being turned on, I'm going to turn it off. Why? How? Because you're making a change. Because rather than accepting the lie about something and making it a truth, you're witnessing the lie about something and you're telling yourself the truth so that way you don't end up with all those stuck, crap emotions from all those neurotransmitters.
neurotransmitters that are moving around your body that are feeling bad, that's just feeding your system all of this junk that messes up your DNA. So why am I even bringing any of this stuff up? Like, what, what is the point? What is the purpose? Well, it's transformation, right? It's transformation. And when you transform for the better, that is ascension. That is increasing your vibration. That is bringing yourself to a higher level of awareness and health within your being. It means your frequency vibrates higher because we're all energy. And the biggest reason why I'm bringing this up and why I'm talking about it now is because this weekend, it started yesterday, there is a festival called this stuff, Wild Love Festival. It's I-S-T-A. Go ahead and check them out online. They're a shamanic mystery school. You can get tickets still, even though they started, because it's a four-day, 24-hour-a-day availability conferences that are workshops for just this very thing, for being able to recognize what's going on in the world with yourself, in your world of yourself, being able to deal with those uncomfortable things, those uncomfortable feelings, being able to recognize in yourself and in other people the awareness and the truth about what's actually going on and being able to make perceptions and observations without judgments and projections. It's all about trying to figure out how to survive in a better way. And then when you can change yourself and you alter who you are through nurture, you can positively affect those people in your environment. And then for people down the line for them, for the next generations, because of all of those people that are affected by you, by something that you have done, because they're in your environment, you're in their environment, then it changes all of those family lines as well. So then it changes nature. So you can have a positive effect on somebody's DNA for generations to come because you realized that you can change your perception of the projection that you accepted because somebody said something about you as a judgment and not an observation, but you took it as the truth. The ISTA conference is happening right now. I pointed that out already and it did start yesterday. However, you could be thinking that, you know what, what's the point of getting a ticket to be able to go to something that's already almost going to be half over? Why? Because you get to have the recordings accessible to you for a month. So it gives you time to be able to look over all of these workshops. Most of them are being recorded. And then of course, with everything that is being on Zoom right now, the recordings are going to be there for the speaker. So the lessons that are going to be there are there. When you join an event live, they have interactive aspects to them, but those interactions are not part of the recordings. So you get more involvement when you're actually doing the workshops live. However, it's an amazing benefit. And like I said, you get to have access to it for a month. So you get to be able to review it and go over it and check out those classes in your leisure time. So it's it's completely worth it for the price that you have to pay. It's it's really not that much of an investment at all whatsoever, especially when it can completely alter who you are in your DNA. All right. Well, now I can say happy anniversary. It's July 25th. I started my podcast exactly one year ago today. So thank you very much for everybody who's listening. Yay. It is Saturday. It's not Wednesday or Thursday or even Friday, but where I'm at right now, it's Saturday morning and it is July 25th. So yay. One year. Season two, everybody. Love you. All right, everybody, that ends our episode for today. I hope you were able to get some helpful information to be able to live more naturally. So if you like what I had to say today and you found it beneficial or helpful, please go ahead and share. And if there's anything going on where you need to find a naturopathic doctor or for any reason you need somebody to talk to, please go ahead and call me at 586-405-7618. Or you can find me online at canassist.me. That's C-A-N-N-A-S-S-I-S-T dot M-E. This is Dr. Francis saying, Enjoy.